Hi, it's another episode of the Girl Unlimited podcast, episode 19 to be exact. Welcome, welcome to the podcast dedicated to seeing you live fully, love abundantly and be all you were created to be. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to me each week. I hope you're getting massive value from the podcast. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the podcast, especially if you're listening on iTunes or follow and save the podcast or save the podcast. If you're listening on other platforms like Spotify and Stitcher. Now, you already know that the podcast is dedicated to seeing you be all you were created to be. And I believe that starts with dreams, your dreams. That's what we're talking about today, particularly if you feel like you never had any or no longer have any dreams. This kind of cuts close to home because I know quite a few people who fall in this category. And while I've always found it surprising, I feel like I can somewhat relate because I did go through an angry spell in my life where I didn't want to dream anymore. (laughs) More on that story later on in the episode. My name is Tiari and you are listening to the Girl Unlimited days ago I was having this conversation with my 15 year old and he point blank asked me what the point of my podcast was and why I was dedicating so much time to it. I was asking him to help me out with some parts of the production and while I was running through the checklist of things that I have to do to produce even one episode I think he was shocked. Heck even I was shocked. You know when you're so much in the thick of a thing and you don't realize how much time and effort you're putting in? That was me. But when he asked me that question, I had to stop to think for a minute. Yes, I had the usual elevator pitch spiel at the tip of my tongue, but I still wanted to take a minute to think. Maybe it was because I wanted to figure out if how I felt in the beginning when I started a podcast was still the case. I also always look for a new way of selling what it is that I do, whether that is to a potential partner or my 15-year-old son. An opportunity to me is an opportunity. So here's what I said. I started the podcast to help girl dreamers see their dreams come true. I know this is a rather simplistic way of putting it, but it is fundamentally the reason behind my starting Girl Unlimited. I firmly believe that If you can see it, and in this case, in your mind's eye, then it's because you have it in you to do it. Now, I'm not trying to launch into the lyrics of, I believe I can fly, I promise. But do you know why I called the podcast Girl Unlimited and not Woman Unlimited or Lady Unlimited? It was because I wanted to speak to the girl inside the woman. Because as little girls or boys, for that matter, we all dreamed. But then you became a woman or a man and forgot to the point that you think you never had dreams. Well, first off, I believe everyone, and that includes you listening 
to me, has dreams. You're just having problems accessing that file in your mind. Hopefully, after today's episode, not being able to access that file will be a thing of the past. First, I think it's necessary to tackle why we seemingly don't have dreams before we tackle how to find them. Here are the reasons I could think about. I like to call them resistance after the book War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. First one is this. Your dreams were probably dashed at some point. In other words, you've probably not recovered from some old disappointment. Now, I know from personal experience that if you once had dreams and you feel they were dashed, then you're likely going to dis dreaming or having dreams. That was me once. From as long as I remember, my dream was to live a life free of bosses and offices. Uh, The only office I ever saw in my mind was the one inside my dream home covered with shelves of books, floor to ceiling windows, because, hey, the light is important. (laughs) And a messy oversized desk and the most comfortable work chair you could imagine. And there I will create art, art that would outlive me. And then came the first opportunity for me to do that, or, or, or so I thought. I was on maternity leave, having just had my daughter, which meant I could safely start an online business while still getting some money in. Because here in the UK, when you're on maternity leave, you still get maternity pay of different varying amounts for the first nine months of your maternity leave. And the next, the last three months is unpaid. So I was on maternity leave and I started this little venture, which uh, didn't pan out the way I thought it was going to or as quickly as I hoped it would. I think I've said the story before on the podcast. My dreams came crashing down to earth with me falling flat on my face or maybe my bottom and (laughs) I had to go back to work. It hurt. I hurt and I was really disappointed and I felt some shame. And for months and months, I couldn't get past it. I was confused because I felt I had done everything right. (laughs) Obviously, now I know much better. But the point is, back then, if you mentioned dreams to me, I'd probably have punched you in the face. Over time, I've obviously thawed and I've gotten over the disappointment. Maybe not as quickly as I'd have liked, but I have gotten over it. And like I said in the intro, I kind of now understand how it feels to once have had dreams and not have them anymore or feel like you never had dreams in the first place. Second resistance. You perhaps in your mind think having dreams is childish or it means you are living in a fantasy world. (laughs) For the life of me, I don't know where we get those kind of thoughts from. Too silly to dream? Do you know that whatever you compute in the world today as great actually started out as a dream? Cars, skyscrapers, Amazon, Facebook, all built first in the minds of dreamers. So no, dreaming is not silly or just for kids. Actually, maybe this is one instance kids are actually a lot more clued up than we are. Third resistance, you probably feel like as soon as you identify your dreams or like I'm going to suggest later, write it in black and white, then you have to accomplish it. So not facing those dreams kind of takes the pressure off. Well, what I would say to that is this. What if you didn't have to accomplish those dreams? What if all you had to do was name it or write it and then that's it? Think about that. Resistance 4. 
You think dreaming makes you selfish. <laughs> After all, there are people in the world who are hungry and don't even have access to clean water. So perhaps the only dreams that are worth having are those that have to do with solving world hunger. To that, I will say this. Does it have to be either or? <laughs> have you ever heard the story of the water pipe? It does its job, which is to deliver water, but the pipe is unable to deliver that water without the water passing through it first. So you can live your dreams and solve world hunger if that is what you want to do. In fact, I dare say you probably would be in a better position to solve world hunger if you were living a life of your dreams. Last resistance, and <laughs> this is my personal favorite, the how. You're stuck on the how. I actually don't think this is a bad thing. The problem is you're putting the cart before the horse. There will be plenty of time to think of the how later. But if you're already thinking the how before the dream even crystallizes in your mind, you're going to limit yourself and reduce your dreams to the level of the how your brain is able to muster right now. And probably that will make the dream not much of a dream in the long run. So fact again is this. We all have dreams and aspirations, or at least we did at some point in our lives. Only some of us forgot, and you simply have to learn how to fire up those dream engines again. And I have a couple of suggestions for you. The first is a simple practice I learned from a book called Dream It, Pin It, Live It by Terry Savile Foy. Essentially, it's a book all about how to create a vision board for your dreams. But oh my goodness, it is so much more than that. I highly, highly, highly recommend you pick up this book if you can. This book was recommended to me at a time when I was burnt out from music and needed to take a break. It was one of those times I resigned from my nine to five job, which I probably have said in the podcast a lot of times that it's been several times. <laughs> and um, that was a very hard decision. That particular resignation was actually a very hard decision because it was a really good job. What even made it even more risky, so this time of our lives more risky, was the fact that my husband, Ose, at this same time decided to take some time off work as well to concentrate on a business he had started. Sadly, as is the case sometimes, our risk didn't really pay off. And as a result, we found ourselves in one of the deepest financial holes we had ever been as a family. And as you can imagine, this was the worst time to be thinking dreams. We had three mouths to feed. Survival should have been the top of the list. So as I said, this book was recommended to me at this time. Actually, it was just a book recommended to a group I happened to be in at the time. And very rarely do I pick up generic book recommendations. So I kind of feel God had a hand in me picking up this book at this time. I loved the title. It would be the first of many audiobooks I went on to read and my initiation into the personal growth space, as it were. Anyways, one of the first exercises recommended in the book is what I would like to recommend to you to find and hone your dream muscles. And trust me, it works. Terry recommends getting some writing materials. And if you're like me, I would recommend the prettiest notebook you can find or the one that appeals to you the most. And obviously, if you don't want to go down that line, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> now, write down every desire in this notebook. Write down every desire, every wish, every aspiration you have within you, no matter how frivolous, how insane it sounds. Don't hold back. 
this is supposed to be a fun activity, which is why I said initially that get the best notebook that you can find, the prettiest notebook that you can find. Personally, I like to imagine that I'm Aladdin and I have this genie in a lamp ready to grant me any wish I could possibly imagine. Terry recommends writing down 101 of these desires. Now, I know that that is a lot of numbers, a lot of dreams to write down, and it will stretch you. But once again, imagine you had nothing holding you back. Not money, not a mortgage, not family. Just write. The wilder and ridiculous they are, the better. Now, I know this exercise will possibly make some people cringe. You're probably thinking, this is just stupid. But remember, you probably only think that because you're so focused on life as it is and not life as you want it to be. And another thing to remember, the aim of this exercise is to get your dream muscles revved up again. Don't worry, with time, what your actual dreams, your true desires are, will emerge. But remember, you have to give yourself permission to dream and not censor yourself. Where do you want to live? What kind of car do you want to drive? What does your house look like? What would you do for fun? What kind of work would you do? How much would you earn? How much are you worth? So you're probably asking why I care if you have dreams at all. Well, it's because... I truly, truly believe that your dreams are a window to the purpose of your existence. As, and as you well know by now, I believe every single human being was created with a purpose, backed with unlimited potential to achieve that purpose. And that purpose is unique to each and every one of us. That's why our dreams and desires are so different from each other. Yes, we might both want the home of our dreams. But while mine is to have a light-drenched office surrounded by nature, yours might be a penthouse in the middle of the city. Our dreams and desires can tell us a lot about ourselves and the work we're called to do here on earth. And going on the premise that we all have dreams but might just be struggling to access them in our minds, I literally stumbled on another way to locate your dreams, and it's this. Follow the envy. Yeah, that's it. Follow the envy. Now, hear me out. Before you say I'm suggesting you do a bad thing, <laughs> envy is not a great feeling or a feeling I would suggest anyone dwells on. But if we're totally honest with ourselves, we've all felt envy. Yes, you should totally shut it down and not dwell on it, but we all feel it from time to time. Here's the thing, though. That thing that got you envious of another person may just be a clue to what you truly desire. In other words, what your dreams really are. I remember the envy I felt towards a music artist a few years ago. I felt so down on myself for feeling this, even though I absolutely adored this artist. But then I learned from a coach that I worked with years prior to this time that your envy could be a clue to what you probably should be doing. So I decided to look deeper by asking just one question. What exactly was I envious about? I ruled out the art form, which is music, because I kind of knew it wasn't that. But after much thought, I realized it was the impact this music artist seemed to be making, at least in my mind. That made me realize that one of my dreams is for my life's work, my art, whatever it is, to make impact. Get how it works now? Listen, if you still feel you have no dreams, kill that thought right now. We are all created to dream. That's why as little kids, we had no trouble doing this. This is why my third suggestion is this. 
if writing down all you desire, remember, think Aladdin and the genie, or following the envy doesn't seem to be working for you, then try turning back the clock to when you were a little girl or boy. What did you dream of then? If you're like Oseb, <laughs> who doesn't remember much of anything before he was 10, then probably ask relatives who knew you back then. You would be surprised what you discover. Even more surprising might be the fact that if you do all the three suggestions that I just gave you, you might find a common thread between all three. How amazing is that? It's like having corroborating evidence. So those are my three suggestions to help you find your dreams again. Just a few more thoughts I'd like to leave you with before I go. First, yes, it will take a little amount of courage to find, own and live your dreams. But I am a firm believer that you have just the right amount of courage it takes. Remember, courage is not this big notion that people make it to be. It is simply acting in spite of the fear that you feel. Why am I so confident that you have the right amount of courage it will take? Yeah, you're probably saying, hey T, you don't know me, so how could you possibly know what I'm capable of? My friend, I don't need to know you personally. I only have to look at your dream and the fact that you dreamed it. If you dreamed it, trust me on this, somewhere on the inside you have been given the ability to live it fully. Many people don't have a dream problem, they have a belief problem. My second thought has a little caveat to it. Those dreams you wrote down at the beginning of this episode may not be as ludicrous as you think. In the book, Dreamy Pin It, Live It, Terry tells the story of legendary football coach Lou Holtz, whose wife in 1966 gifted him the best-selling book, The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. You've probably heard about the book. It's a really, really popular book. <laughs> now you have to know that at this time, he was 28, jobless, broke, with a wife who was eight months pregnant and two other kids to feed. The book, which is The Magic of Thinking Big, suggests writing down all the things you want to accomplish in your life before you die. Lou wrote 107 things, from having dinner at the White House to winning a national championship. Apparently, at the time of the publication of Terry's book, Lou had accomplished 102 of the 107 things he wrote down. Two things I'd like to say off the back of this. One, write things that really, really matter to you. And two, review your list regularly, not just to remind you of what your dreams and desires are, but to check off what you have accomplished, which, by the way, is a huge encouragement boost. It is also so you can modify the list because there might be things on there that you no longer want, perhaps because it didn't turn out to be the dream you thought it was. And that's OK. My last thought for you today is this. Those who don't dream are simply sleepwalking through their lives and going with the flow. And like Terry Savoy says, only dead fish go with the flow. Here's a quote I'd like to leave with you. It hopefully encapsulates all we've discussed today. It's a Dr. Benjamin Mays quote, and it goes like this. The tragedy of life does not lie in not reaching your goals. The tragedy lies in not having goals to reach. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled. But it is a calamity not to dream. Until next time, remember you are a uniquely created being with a God-given purpose and unlimited potential. The question is, what are you going to do about it? You think that nothing will become of me That I'll never come to anything but I Might have given
giving up on me Cause you couldn't see what I see when I stronger